0: Hey everyone, welcome to I Like That, with your hosts Sammy Evans, Roy Turner, and Jordan Bradford. We're glad you are here with us today, we have a special treat for you, this is our first ever episode airing to you, we're coming to you unscripted, raw, unfiltered, In this one, we hope you enjoy it. How are you I guys doing drinking. today? What's going I've been on?
1: smoking. I'm doing
0: good, though. Doing good? That's good to hear, man. How's it going, yes, dude? Sir. We're good, man. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, we got a good show today. Got a good show here. Uh, Want to start it off as far as, you know, just kind of, you know, the, the NFL draft is a couple weeks away. Want to just kind of get your guys' thoughts on that. Has there been any, any information as far as you guys know that was intriguing to you? I know, Jordan, you're a Falcons fan, Roy, a Patriots fan. Just wondering, is there anything that has caught your eye?
2: I mean, I think with the fourth overall pick, I think uh, – I've seen Justin Fields not on any of our radars, and I think that's kind of stupid. As a Falcons fan, I'm ready to cut ship and get rid of Matt yeah. Ryan. So I hear you, Matt. I definitely uh, think you know Justin Fields. I think that's the hype, and yeah. I think we should we go from there.
0: Okay, so Jordan, you're more focused on as far as you think the Falcons should start a rebuild and draft a quarterback. So you hope that the Falcons draft Justin Fields and to replace yeah. some Matt type Ryan of quarterback,
2: some kind of pressured. He's never had someone on the bench, riding his ass to give him pressure to be a better quarterback.
0: I like that. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, Roy, what about
1: the Patriots, man? Anything that's caught your eye? I mean, jumping off of what Jordan just said, I mean, I can respect that aspect of where you would like to see a fire lit under Matt Ryan, but as a Patriots fan, someone who just watched a franchise quarterback walk out of town, truthfully, I would give my left hand to have Matt Ryan in New England at this current (laughs) point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, Truthfully, I think that Matt Ryan is going to be the quarterback to stay in Atlanta for the near future and the reason why I do believe that is because of the new incoming head coach Arthur Smith out of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I think if you look at what he was able to do with Ryan Tannehill and setting up an offense that perfectly revolved around his exact strong points. I think he'll do the exact same thing in Atlanta And I think this current coming season will resemble Matt Ryan's performance a lot closer to Kyle Shanahan's scheme Mm -hmm. when they were able to win the NFC title and go to the Super Bowl.
0: All right. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Roy, I I kind of agree with you, man. Um, Essentially, the way that I think the Falcons are headed uh, with them restructuring Matt Ryan's deal, uh, to be honest with you, man, I mean, I I think for, for the most part, Kyle Pitts or an offensive weapon, maybe offensive line, Panay Sewell, Justin Slater. Uh, you know, those, those are good guys if you want to beef up the offensive line. Other than that, man, Kyle Pitts seems to be mocked there a lot coming at four. So other than that, uh, the only other option is to trade down. So we'll we'll see how that what, what things, you know, work out there uh, and how that happens. But since we're discussing Justin Fields and Kyle Pitts, I want to move ahead to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, for the most part, we've seen mock drafts with Kyle Pitts being mocked to the Atlanta Falcons at the number four pick. Uh, your thoughts on that, Jordan? How do you feel about Kyle Pitts? I mean,
2: same, same, I mean, Kyle Pitts, I mean, he's going to be a stud probably, but I think we've seen offensive weapons in Atlanta many of times. And I mean, very let's look point. at tight ends. They don't utilize tight ends very well. Matt Ryan doesn't utilize tight ends as much as he should. Mm-hmm. So I think for the most part, since Tony G left. Yeah, since Tony since G Tony So G G I think, left. I think for the most part, you, like I said, you need somebody to light a fire under. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be the new coach. I mean, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith. But it also could be, you know, I don't think an offensive – an extra offensive weapon helps. I mean, mm-hmm. that offense has a lot of weapons. And I think they've missed out on a lot of things. So I think the quarterback aspect of it would be a little bit more in their favor than a tight end. But no disrespect to Kyle Pitts. Yeah. So.
1: Hey, I got you, man. Piggybacking off of that, I would agree. I think one of the things that haunts the Falcons as a franchise is letting homegrown talent get away in past years. Mm. Now, part of me is curious to see how the regime change associates that, that correlation. But if they would have picked Todd Gurley out of Georgia when he was in the NFL draft before he was ever injured, Nobody knows what that career could have ended up being. And I really do think looking at Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, I think there is a lot of angst as far as Atlanta hopefuls go and diehard Falcons fans that don't want to see another five-star talent in high school and college that was grown and raised here get away from them as an NFL franchise. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. The one thing I will say, though, going back to the Arthur Smith debate, Arthur Smith was able to utilize the tight ends in Tennessee extremely well going off a run-and-play-action a run game. Johnny Smith, I do think, is a very athletically gifted tight end who is very talented, especially after the catch point. However, Kyle Pitts is a generational-type talent. I mean, we have not seen anybody with his measurables and intangibles test the way he has since Calvin Johnson came out of Georgia Tech, another homegrown player that Atlanta let get away.
2: Right. I mean That's true
1: really looking at it deep I it's if you could say that you could have Travis Kelsey at 22 years old with his prode- with his projected growth and in, in production rate, would you not take him at four overall over because the thing is how, The difference between Justin Fields and Matt Ryan, hypothetically long-term, yes, that could be a difference, but for the next five... Well, probably not big of a difference. Exactly. To have a generational-type possible talent at the tight end position to go along with an aging Julio and an emerging Calvin Ridley, it's going to be very interesting, but let's move on, Sam.
0: Yeah, man. I it is an interesting subject um t- to be honest it's it's okay do you move along from or move away from your franchise quarterback who has been there yeah. for most of the last decade or do you well,
2: move, so. you have to move it on, for right? the
0: future and you, you you know draft this guy or do you build weapons around this quarterback because i mean matt ryan, He's, what, 34? So, he's got some, some years 30. up. He's in his prime. And, um, you know, but, but. I'm saying eventually you it's do It's an interesting to subject. Uh, you know, but hey, moving along. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll come back to this on another pod, y'all. It, it would be interesting, though, uh, however, to 35. the tandem. He's 35. Okay, so. 35. Mm. Cal so pitch Julio dangerous. and Calvin Ridley.
2: Yeah,
0: that sounds that dangerous. would be nice. That, sounds that would dangerous. be next level to Patrick Mahomes. It sounds Patrick lethal. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Lethal. So it it would definitely put them in position of you know. But having can we bring the up the run game for thirty time. seconds real quick? Yeah,
2: and, the run that, game. You know what I'm right. That's what I was going to say. Right.
0: Okay, so Arthur Smith, his Justin offensive scheme Fields Fields brings on. that run game. It is a, a
2: it is a, it is a. So Justin Fields brings that run game that we don't have because you have an Arthur Ridical Todd Gurley right now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking from a you know Todd Gurley fan, like mm-hmm. what do you move away from there? What do you have? Mister. We've seen our backups. So we need somebody <laughs> that also like brings. Brian, you don't like Brian Hill? I do like him, but I'm saying there's he's not. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. He's not. A he's, lead, not a right. he's not a he's lead back. He's not a lead. And then back. what do you he's do? Not. You so he's all you can do is back. pass. So then you're putting all your pressure on Matt Ryan. To okay, now question. Though, so with Justin Fields, you bring both though, aspects
1: to it. Now question though, Stan. Goddamn, we're on the Falcons for a hot minute. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all have to understand. Listen out there, we we do live in Atlanta. We're from Atlanta. We are from Atlanta, and we rep the dirty south. So, but. The run game is going to be an interesting topic because sure. there is, I feel like, a lot of very underrated running backs There are going to be second-round talents in this class. I really do think there's a situation where Atlanta trades back to maybe somebody like Denver, mm-hmm. and they trade back to nine, and they pick up somebody along the lines of Michael Parsons right. to That's pair in the run. middle that, that can really run. Because if you look at what Tennessee did, For Tennessee... Sure. Um, I've been drinking, I've been smoking, I forget their names. Rashad Jones and uh, who's the other linebacker in Tennessee? Number 55, short guy out of UCLA, Uh, something brown. Anyways, sorry, y'all. But they ran a two-linebacker scheme in Tennessee because they ran a nickel package most of the time, as does most of the NFL nowadays. But I think if you compare Jones with an elite linebacker like Parsons, they both have speed and able to go Mm sideline to sideline. I think that really mirrors a lot of what they did in Tennessee and what I think Arthur Smith will try to bring. The other option is I think they trade back and they try to go for a pure dominant corner like mm-hmm. Patrick Sertain or Caleb Farley. Maybe they go safety with J.C. Horn since they just released Keon O'Neal and he moved ship out of mm-hmm. Dallas, but it's a... Uh,
2: it's, there's it's, a lot of different the, th- the, things the Falcons I Athletics. think the
1: Falcons are truthfully one of the most interesting subjects in the first round of this NFL draft coming up that nobody's really talking about
0: absolutely I agree I, I think there's a lot of variables that play here with the Atlanta Falcons uh as far as what they'll do I think if they weren't taking Kyle Pitts, the ideal situation would be to move back and you know if they had the offers on the table that was good enough to you know move back let a team come up and take a quarterback but, but yeah move forward all right so Speaking of the NFL draft, the Patriots. So there's been rumors of them reaching out to try to move up to number four. Obviously, that's the Falcons pick. If they were to move up to number four, uh, we're assuming there would be a quarterback at play. So let's just say, for instance, uh, you know, (sighs) Trevor Lawrence go number one to the Jacks, right? Zach Wilson, number two. Obviously. To the Jets, all right? We've been hearing from a lot of mocks, Mac Jones, Mac Jones to the 49ers. So that leaves Justin Fields and Trey Lance available. So if the Patriots were to take
1: uh, Justin Fields or Trey Lance there, how do you guys feel about it? I would say Bill Belichick is dicking the league down raw dog, (laughs) to be quite honest.
2: Uh, I mean, I think there's not a future with Cam Newton, Mm -hmm. so I don't think it's. The dumbest idea of all. I mean, we've saw Cam Newton this year. I mean, there was up and downs, a roller coaster. Yeah. Of, he didn't of have any weapons, though. Didn't have many weapons. Yeah. No, but I offense mean, was barren, mm-hmm. empty cupboard. Is some of the weapons they've made so far in this off season, John U. Smith? Is that going to help you win a title? Is that going to help Cam oh, Newton? Yeah. I, I mean, we've seen Cam Newton with weapons. Let's yes. bring it back to Carolina. Cam Newton with weapons. Yeah. Mm. What has he done? He, essentially, he had an MVP overall. season. He had an MVP
1: season. but. Yeah. He's no longer mm-hmm. that Does Cam he holding? If we're really honest, Cam Newton is yeah. no longer that Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. I think the two tight the end are fantastic. I like for the two them. tight
2: end set. I think for the most part, it boils down to the same thing in Atlanta. Like, do you want to move forward with a quarterback, or do you mm-hmm. want to keep existing? And my thing mm-hmm. is, Bill Belichick's mm-hmm. going If you keep Cam Newton, I think you stay at a stagnant mm-hmm. pace. That it, you're going to be eight and eight, maybe at best. My mindset is,
1: with being a lifelong Patriots fan. What I have seen the Patriots do this offseason, it is half-concerning and half-reassuring. Because for many, many years, as a Patriots fan, you wanted them to go out in the offseason and spend their extra reserve cap in order to bring in weapons to help Tom. Mm-hmm. Now, Tom helped them in turn by lowering his cap hit by taking less money. It was a hand-in-hand existence. Yeah. However... What I see the Patriots doing now, I think the Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith signings are phenomenal. Henry. I think it allows them to run a great 2 tight end set that they are really going to have a lot of success with. Are they, going to, are they going to be a young Robert Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez? No, they are not because neither of them are as talented as those other two players yeah. despite the mental downfall that one of them had in their life. Neither of those players are that athletically, physically mm-hmm. dominant on a football field. They're not. However, schematically, they are going to be able to create a lot of mismatches, mismatches with heavy run sets and going off play action, mm-hmm. regardless of who the quarterback is. Yeah. I think given what we've seen in free agency with the signings and the lack of signings and pay to multiple higher end players they drastically overpaid for the services of Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick, Bourne, Kendrick Bourne Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar are people who I have had on my dynasty roster at points however yeah,
2: they're not paying Nelson Aguilar
1: 35 million dollars or whatever it was correct is absolutely out of this world as a patriots fan it makes my stomach turn <laughs> and i am really starting to question Throughout this past 20 years that I have become accustomed to seeing success and dominance from a franchise, how much of it really truthfully was Tom Brady? All of it.
0: I, I, I
1: agree. That's the interesting thing. Every bit of it. We've and seen and that in Honestly, every fucking drop of it is yes. what my heart is starting to tell me. Of course, Tom Brady went to a team where he could
2: prove it, but also Also, bringing it back, yes, I would attest 91.9% of it was was Tom Tom. Yeah,
1: was Tom.
0: Speaking of Nelson Aguilar, uh, I think this will be a one-year rental uh, with him. And for general, just looking at his contract, man, I mean, he's a $7 million contract hit this year uh, with a dead cap of $16 million. Uh, They can cut him... After this next season, it only costs $10 million, but he won't cost $15 million. What was the
1: total it's contract
0: the since I blurred it out? It was two years,
1: million. Million. two years, $22 Two years, $22 million. Sorry, so, essentially,
0: internet. it is a one-year rental. But, no, you're close enough. Um, <laughs> $13 million off.
1: <laughs> it was close <laughs> enough. Uh,
0: but No, no, man. I mean, it's unfortunate with the Patriots just in general because they did draft Nikhil Harry two years ago in the first round. Um, it's looking like that was a terrible— Terrible draft picks. Uh, you know, I you thought we'll he was going to be happens. a stud. Sir. I, I did too. For, for of, those of you who
2: did, drafted him one for, for, for those of you kind on of the road 102 listening at home, after Sammy, after Sammy owns
1: Nikhil Harry in our personal dynasty you will be cut league. This off-season. He hit
2: on Josh Jacobs, but missed
1: drastically. But granted, <laughs> yeah. when Bill Belichick takes on overall receiver, yeah, which goes back to the last twenty years, ninety-one point nine. That's my thing, man. Moving forward,
0: you take the quarterback. They have the most value in return. It's it's a lot easier to transition at running back than it is at receiver um, and quarterback sure, yeah. usually as well so um, moving on though let's move forward to the Miami Dolphins just want to go with some in- interesting topics with them so the Miami Dolphins they traded back they had the number three pick right they mm-hmm, they correct. traded that pick to the San Francisco 49ers who Miami then moved up to number six by trading away a first from to get the uh, this the Philadelphia Eagles Number six pick in the first round. Right. Obviously, that would lead you to believe they're going to draft an offensive weapon. Uh, of course. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith uh, seems to be mostly mocked at number six for them, uh, with Jamar Smith obviously uh, possibly being taken uh, with the Bengals' number four pick. So I just want to get you guys' thoughts on that. How do you guys feel about Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith?
1: Jordan, why don't you go first, bud?
2: I think. I'm personally, I'm going with Jamar Chase. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen the highlights. I've seen I've seen it all. I've talked to multiple people, buddies about it. I mean, I think he, he's the best asset in Miami that will be in Miami by far with Tua. And I know – I think Tua is a topic on here as well. Um, I think they have to move forward with Tua. I mean, I, all the rumors saying that they could pos- – Tua, they don't know if Tua is their development guy. Mm-hmm. All this, 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 and that. I think that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. But um, I be- – I, Personally, I'm a Jamar Chase fan. Yeah. You don't cut Ryan Fitzpatrick if Tua isn't no. your guy. If, if yeah. he's not your starter. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's like, a... a safe bet, but I believe that Tua is your, your yeah. end goal. I mean, yeah, and they and they oh, do man. have
0: some some flexibility there. I mean, with them having the number six picked as well yeah, as number eighteen, options. I mean, they could come away out of the first round with with you know either Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, maybe Cal Pitts, depending on which way they go. Well, what, what's your opinion? What do you think? Jamar Chase? I I, I I like Jamar Chase. I think it will be Jamar Chase, but I don't think Jamar Chase will make it to six. I think the Bengals mm. are going to take him at four. Yeah, because I'll reunite him with Joe Burrow. So then although be, I know I that's think, a topic as well, Joe Smith. Burrow.
2: I mean. Obviously, Joe Burrow needs protection. and angles. So, if you're a GM, do you sit there and say, hey, we need to open up the offense more, or do mm-hmm. we need to protect our quarterback, our franchise quarterback? With Your this Asian draft in particular,
0: man, usually I don't think drafting a receiver in, in the top 10 generally uh, is a good idea, but, but just because of the amount of hits that there are in the second and third round, I mean, there's a lot of guys you can think of just in the past couple of years. Deontay Johnson... Uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster. A Chase lot of these Claypool. guys, Claypool. Chase Claypool, Brandon these are just Iyuk. Pittsburgh guys. Well, like, true. these are second-round guys. Brandon Ayuk was the end of the first, but that's still the, a good oh, value pick. That was 32. DK Metcalf. DK uh, Metcalf. DK. Uh, a lot of these guys, man. He Stephon Diggs no fifth-round pick. Michael Gallup, third-round pick. Like, there's a lot of value, right. uh, you know, to be considered as far as the later round. So, yes, drafting a guy like Panay Sewell to have a generational-left talent I think would be a good idea, but for the simple fact is, if there is a lot of depth at the position, in uh, in offensive line, with the Bengals having the the number three pick, they could still get or the number three or number four pick, they could still get a good oh, five, guy in return. Five, five, five yeah, five. they can get a good guy in return, in the in the early second. So, I think there's for, no value there. For protection, is what yes. you're saying. Yeah, so they could draft Jamar Chase and then have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. And they did already I was going to bring up T. Higgins bit, because yeah. T. Higgins looked great he, this he, year. he did. He looked really good. Phenomenal. So you matched that up yeah, with Jamar Chase with I and think, Tyler Boyd and, and Tyler Joe Mixon. That's a good offense. I got to exactly. say,
1: thank you, Pimple. Y'all don't know who Pimple is at home. But <laughs> you may someday. Yeah. Thank you, Pimple. I love you for teaching interesting subject, though.
0: So, um, and, and since we're on the Bengals as far as them, you know, I guess we kind of shifted to that as far as them possibly drafting, drafting Jamar Chase, uh, reuniting him with Burrow. Giovanni Bernard was released this week. Yep. So Joe Mixon, you know, he's been hyped a lot. He he, he obviously dealt with some injuries this past season. So, um, But is he a buyer right now? Is he undervalued? His ADP is currently sitting in the early third round about 304, uh,
1: are you guys taking a flyer on him in the third round of startups?
0: Right, right now
1: in the third round of a startup, I would take a flyer. I think the, the gray matter for me comes into play when you start talking about dynasty value. Mm-hmm. Because it's, um, I, I, I am a person who is a firm believer in Joe Mixon's talent. I think he's a, a very underrated pass catcher. I think he's one of the best after first contact backs in the league. I think where it's starting to get murky is I am a firm believer that most running backs have a three to four year window of serious production level in the NFL. And he's starting to reach the end of that window with ever really showing that current production. He's Mm -hmm. also already on his second contract. And I think that running backs, once they hit their second contract, that is a firm sell window. Um, Mm -hmm. Unless if, I mean, there are the outliers, but I think unless if you're looking at extremely generational talents, most running backs are three to four years in a dynasty format, and then you want to sell and bail like the house is on fire. Yeah. I agree with you there, man. I have to get out of that rookie contract. Um, you know, I think
0: it is time where you can get a good solid value before they do hit that cliff that, you know,
1: is right. presumed to happen. So, um, the catch to that is, though, Joe Mixon resigned a second deal with his original team that drafted mm-hmm. him. On although it is a different coaching regime, the cutting of Giovanni Bernard does believe it does, man. It does. It does push me to believe that they do believe in Joe as their workhorse it, and bell cow. But then again, what if they have a high second round draft pick? What if in the second round they get Javante Williams by somehow? Or if they solid. or if they draft that, someone yeah. else and then all of a sudden you end up with a Las Vegas situation where you have a running back by committee I and it's really you about. wanna sell both stocks. It's yeah. um
2: Yeah. I but also scared. let's pull it back to the ADP of it, three or four, who else are you gonna get around that area? That will give you upside. solid production with, upside. with of, a lot of
1: of a running back if, one upside. If, if Joe Mixon ends up as RB6 or RB5 overall, this here, third, or I, I, I it's, a, it's immense value in a startup. But also, I would not be surprised if he is a top eight running back this next coming year. Yeah. Granted, I also will not be surprised if he's at RB17 and you're looking exactly. with your dick in your hand like,
2: why the hell do I still own this guy? For a 304, you buy the upside, in Absolutely. my opinion. Exactly. I think you need the upside more. than It also of, depends on where you draft, 104, 204, things like that. It depends on mm-hmm. where you're at. Where in, you're a startup, in a but startup believe, outside
1: of the first two rounds, I agree. I yeah. think you're going extremely on futuristic. Not well, But then again, 304, in a three, it, put it this way, Jordan. If we were to do a startup today, really thinking about it, at 304, I could get... I can get a lot. Would you rather have Joe Mixon or would you ever have well, – like someone we just mentioned, would you rather yeah. have Brandon Iuk?
2: Well, that that's what kind of brings me back would you to rather you you draft in the first two Would rounds? you rather have Joe Mixon
1: or would you rather have – Well, let's Leo, just play it out. Four. 104,
2: what are you drafting at 104? Probably a running back because mm-hmm. top four mm-hmm. running backs mm-hmm. go in. Now I'm taking QB. I'm taking QB or top Well, 100 if 100 we're 100. talking about – Are we talking dinos- super, yes. super <laughs> flex? Super flex, Superflex Superflex yes superflex super super yes. super yes. super super Well it really know. depends But it though, comes back to what, what,
0: what? Alright so Just to be safe Alright you have the 104 And let's just say The 101 Is Trevor Lawrence for some reason, the 102. Are we start
1: startup or draft this year?
0: We're, st- we're Okay, or are we start startup? So startup. let's just say,
1: so if you're in that round. Because I'm not going to lie. There are some people out there who will take Trevor Lawrence at the 101 in a dynasty startup. I shit you not.
0: I promise you they say, there are. There are some out there. I think that's a little rich because there's no way Definitely I'm taking rich. Trevor it's Lawrence. it But it's gotta I have padded. seen Trevor Lawrence go in the first round of a lot of rookie. It, it, it's at the late of the first round, about 112 yeah. is where he's going early second. Which which I would say is about market value for him. Um, but yeah, let, let's move ahead, man. Um, just finishing up, uh, you know, with with some trade discussions. Just want to kind of go over, it, get you guys thoughts on some uh, trade topics I saw on Twitter today. Uh, so the first one we have a uh, a 12 team superflex. Jordan, I got this one for you. A 12 team superflex half PPR. You can either go with Swift and Amari Cooper, or Aaron Jones and T T Higgins. So you're trading Ooh. Swift and Amari Cooper for Aaron Jones, T. Higgins. Who do you want?
2: I want swift Amari Cooper. I agree. The reason being, I mean, T. Higgins had a great year. That was one year. There's not enough to back it up. Mm. The sample size is smaller. Yes, Amari Cooper has his down days from Oakland, but, however, we've seen him with Dak Prescott. A healthy Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper is the favorite, even yes. with the two assets they have behind him. I, I mean, agree. Obviously, it's – I agree. I agree. That's what it is. And I think on the Swift side, I think, who was the other one? It was – who was the other? T. Higgins and who? Aaron Jones. Aaron, T. Higgins. Aaron, Jones, Aaron Jones didn't just get paid, so he's going to have a lot – he's going to have mm-hmm. a prove-it year. Yeah. But I think Swift also has a prove-it year because, you know, he's coming off his rookie year, and you also want him to show out and ball out. And I think he's going to get that way there, yeah. so.
1: Yeah, what are you thinking about this one? Honestly, I, I really respect Jordan's point of view, and – I think the only reason I disagree with it is if you take a really deep dive into what Detroit has done this Mm offseason. The signing of Jamal Williams and the bringing in of Anthony Lynn, an ex-NFL running back, as their offensive coordinator, I really think it's going to be another year of running back by committee in Detroit, and I think that's going to severely hurt DeAndre Swift's stock. Severely. And so in that case... Aaron Jones just got paid in Green Bay. Right. He's coming back to the same offense. Jamal Williams, who was seen as someone that ate into his value, has mm-hmm. just left town. He is now the bona fide number one in the same offense he's always known. Okay. He just got re upped. And T. Higgins, unless, even if they do take Jamar Chase in the first You'd rather round have this T. Higgins year, over Cooper. Yes, because yeah. I'm going off age, I'm going off development rate. And this is also the other thing. T. Higgins was a wide receiver, too, this past season mm-hmm. when Joe Burrow only started the first, what, five games? He, he did do well with Joe Burrow. He balled out not only with Joe Burrow, but with Ryan Finley and a bunch of scrubs at quarterback. So I see T. Higgins ceiling this next year, even if they do take Jamar Chase in the first. Tyler Boyd is now the number three And it is going to be the T. Higgins and Jamar Chase show for four thousand yards out of Joe Burrow. That's really what I feel. So, I I really, I really feel the opposite in that scenario.
0: I got you. And to be honest with you, man, I, I'm, I'm really high on Swift. So. Yeah, I agree, that, the that, talent that is the immediate there. It's just the me. opportunity. I, and, and the I, talent and, is there. It's the opportunity that scares me. To, to be honest with you, man, I, I don't think Swift needs that many touches in general. Um, just, just looking at his overall production, I mean, the, the guy was the, the running back 18 in PPR. He missed a couple of games. Mm-hmm. I think Swift is the type of guy that his usage rate doesn't have to be as high for him to have the overall production. So Jamal Williams, I'm not overly concerned about Jamal Williams. To be honest with you, no. I'm just not. He, he's he not going to scare. He's concerned. not going to put fear in me of drafting DeAndre Swift. But and the other thing, man, and I know it really depends because I love T Higgins. I think T. So really, it comes down to do you want, do you like T Higgins more? Or do you like DeAndre Swift more? Because out of those young yeah. guys, those are the two that you really have to yeah. – because your main ones are Amari Cooper yes. and Aaron Jones in those two trades. Mark Cooper is very underrated. He's His current ADP is in the fourth round. Very underrated. Um, he, had he, a a he had a solid
1: season.
0: He had 90 or so receptions, uh, which is solid, man, and he didn't even have a starting quarterback. No, I was so, going to say, he didn't have a starting quarterback yeah, after 11, week – What yes. was that?
2: Week – Week five. Week when five. When he got injured. So the majority just, of the days. season. Jordan,
1: yes. I give you two first in Henry Ruggs right now.
2: Roy's been fiending for Mario Cooper, and I don't uh, think dude, I can. You uh, uh, um, yeah. uh, you're first, trying to win. Two firsts right.
1: and Henry rugs. Roy, on to you, man. I'm gonna win though.
0: What, what do you think about this trade? Be close every You year. have the 105, Roy. Let's just say hypothetically, you have the hypothetically, 105, yeah. right? You get an offer. Do you want the 105 or do you move
1: back three spots, get the 108, the 203, and the 306 in the 12 team um, and a 12-team league? In a 12-team league in this draft, I'm gonna move back a couple spots. Okay, I am. Um, because I I believe that building a dynasty format is around building strong quarterback structure and wide receivers because they have a longer shelf life than running backs. I believe it's um, my personal my personal ideal way to build my dynasty roster is have established young productive quarterbacks with a strong young wide receiver core and then once that is established then I can plug and play running backs. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how I like to play personally. So I am a fan of the trade back, especially in this year's draft. Um, I think that most most people sitting at home listening to this podcast right now are going to find that because there was no NFL draft in this year in college football was so tumultuous as far as information, possibly misinformation and or no information, unless if you really take your time and really scout and really look through the dirt, so to speak, I think there's going to be a lot of players that fall through the cracks that you'll be able to find in later rounds of this draft that have serious production upside at the NFL level that your friends and league mates truthfully won't even have an idea of the people you're drafting. And you'll be drafting people that can compete for a wide receiver two, wide receiver three spot, which is a very valuable asset when building a dynasty championship roster immediately right out of the gate. So I am a big fan in this draft of this slight trade back in the first to accumulate so much more capital in the second and third.
0: I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, it's all a value. It really comes down to, in, in my opinion, at the 105, you're probably sending at either quarterback, Kyle Pitts maybe, um, Travis Etienne, I think those are kind of the three guys. So it really just Travis
1: Etienne's stock has plummeted out yeah, of nowhere. It, it, I, it, no I don't get it. And again, I think, I think 105, yeah, 106 no is solid why. value for Etienne. Best pass catching back in this yeah. entire draft, and they're saying he's not even a first-round talent now. Just, I he. think he'll probably be the first running back off the board, honestly, just because of the he way the be. NFL like, is. He should not be. Magic, Magic Harris. Harris. Oh, yeah. yeah a a monster. Monster. As a pass catcher, as, but, a, but as a PPR as a back, back, As a PPR back, yes. It's similar to last year. i am saying
2: as drafting as Similar a to last back.
0: year. Jonathan Taylor should mm-hmm. have been the first running back taken, but Clyde yeah, Edwards and there was. People were about, the, catch, about yeah. the catching ability. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. What do
1: we see? There's too many mouths in Kansas City now.
0: Yeah. All right. So yeah, to to finish us out, we have you know uh, interesting thing here. Keep, trade, cut. So you get three choices here. Fuck America. Um, <laughs> fuck America. There you go. You get to decide. You have to keep one of the players, trade one of the car- players, and you got to cut one. So you got to let them go. All right. So Jordan, you coming up? We got one. This is a tough one, honestly, because these are some big names. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Trevor Lawrence. You got to keep one, trade
2: one, cut the other. What are you doing? Um. I mean, this is hard. Like, if I'm looking at a roster, I'm going to say it's very difficult. Because, I mean, you have two quarterbacks in there. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, um, you got to obviously choose one quarterback over the other. And, I mean, I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. However, I've loved watching Justin Herbert this year. So, mm. I think what suck I'm going to do.
1: Out. Suck my dick, son, Jordan.
2: <laughs> so, what I think I'm going to do, actually, though, <laughs> um, I I prefer Herbert over him, but I'm actually going to keep Justin Herbert. Mm hmm. I'm going to trade Trevor Lawrence. Mm. You're going to cut Jonathan Taylor. The only reason I say Jonathan Taylor is because I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to have that value that that. everyone's going to want. I support that. So you're going to give that trade value, and when you get that trade value, you're going to get somebody like Jonathan Mm -hmm. Taylor, or even possibly better, for that Trevor Lawrence spot. Right. And you're going to have Justin Herbert that has proven production throughout the whole season,
0: I, support I like that. Him. Yeah, I support that. Good one. All right, well, right. This one isn't as challenging as the other one. Uh, let's see here. You got Janu Smith, uh, a mid seconds. So let's just say the two hundred six in a twelve-team league. Twenty-two second. Twenty-two second. Yeah, I know. Uh, and Mike Jasecki. Who are you keeping?
1: Who are you trading? And who are you going to cut? I'm gonna cut the twenty-two second right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. let's just get that shit out of the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, the the dual tight end set in New England is really perplexing to me. The thing that I'm still coming back to in my mind is they still have no weapons on the outside. Um, I, I like Kendrick Bourne as a player, but he's a wide receiver three or four on a real NFL roster. He's not mm-hmm. a wide receiver two. Um, your best offensive weapon is still a 33-year-old 5'11 white guy named Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm who is injured right now, and he is still your best offensive weapon. Um, so I really think Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry are going to get force-fed the ball like it's nobody's business. Um, so for that reason, given the age and athletic ability, I am going to keep Johnny Smith, even though I do think there is more room for production in Miami Mm -hmm. from Gisicki because he is the lone tight end threat in an offense that is, has roots in New England culture. Right.
2: So you're keeping?
1: I'm keeping Janu. I'm trading Gesicki. And Mm -hmm. betting the 2027. Uh, And even though, even though I, people listening at home are going to think, oh, Mm -hmm. he's an idiot because. It makes more sense to trade Johnny Smith because any player any player that goes to the Patriots instantly increases Upkick. in value. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, I, I mean, but, man, that's my thought on it. But if I'm if I'm going put it this way, if I'm looking long term, I'm going to keep Gasiki trade Johnny. However, the Hunter Henry signing really hurts Johnny's value as well. Mm-hmm. But I truthfully believe that Johnny Smith is a more athletically capable tight end than Gasiki, mm-hmm. and. They're right about the same age, and I think because of the lack of weapons on the outside in New England, whereas in Miami you have three receivers, I really think that it's uh, I really think I'm gonna keep Jonu and trade Gesicki, mm-hmm. and then cut the second. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's what it comes down to. Honestly, I I think I would trade Jonu just depending on what I could get. I think I would be able to get a 2021 20, second this year. Uh, so if anything, I would be able to move him for that, and hope hope that Mike Gisecki could have a nice year with two and added weapons. Alright, Jordan, on to you. We, we got three options here. Mac Prescott, Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley. God You get damn. to keep one, trade one, cut the other. Fuck.
2: Yeah, I'm getting a pretty big... Uh, I get all the so, shitty ones, obviously. That's a
0: good one. You got a running back receiver? Yeah.
2: Okay, so...
0: And a and, uh, quarterback. What do you think? Uh, I took the
2: quarterback yeah. in the first one, so okay. just based off I mean, those are three tough ones. That was it. So I'm cutting. I think I'm going to have to cut. This kind of brings back the topic of shelf life and things like that. But unfortunately, I mean, it sounds dumb as hell, but I'm going to cut yeah, Saquon yes. Barkley. Yeah. Um, and that's just because of, I mean. Injury history. Injury history, shelf life. It comes back to all that. So, And we're also thinking of, let's say, we're – we're thinking of a um what a super flex, correct? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna trade Dak in this situation as well mm-hmm. because yes, he came back from an injury too, but we all saw what he can do. Yeah. I mean there's no there's no bullshit <laughs> behind man. that. Mm-hmm. And I really like Justin Jefferson, so I'm I'm all for keeping Justin Jefferson on a team. Mm-hmm. Comes back to shelf life as well. Justin Jefferson is gonna outlast Saquon Barkley at the end of the day. I agree, production man. wise man. for sure.
1: Well said. All right, Roy, Damn. close us out here. We need to get Jordan more drunk. <laughs> he's thinking too logically. <laughs> get you another beer in you, man. I so guess yeah, so. He'll get, <laughs> get you some red wine. <laughs> hey, oh, a CBD joint because, you know, we are in Atlanta, so we can't smoke legal pot, quote unquote, for everybody listening at home.
0: Roy, close us out here. All right, you got Jalen Waddle, the 110, the 10th pick in the first round, or Deontay Johnson. Who are you keeping? Who are you trading? And who are you going to cut? Bye,
1: Deontay. It's the Chase Claypool show. Mmm.
2: I don't know. It's so simple. Bye. Bye. I mean, it's easy. simple, but Bye. Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Good, though. Uh, yeah, Deontay, he was the most yeah, consistent. Deontay, Deontay Johnson's, Johnson's most consistent. I yeah, understand Deontay Claypool is the deep threat. Deontay Claypool Johnson's also upside. been there but
1: for several years now, and Claypool is the second was a, year. I just think you cut him, I you cut was him, him was off, off the top too quick. Look at the other two options I get it, but I'm saying I
2: would,
0: I would cut him two out of these two options. I would cut him too. All right. I just think it was too quick.
1: We're going since Jordan fucked my mind? I just think it was a little quick. I think we cut him off Jordan. Jordan Deontay Deontay for, everybody Johnson. I for
2: everybody listening, for everybody listening, Deontay Johnson, owned, Johnson, Deontay so. Johnson
1: <laughs> is owned by Mister
2: Bradford here yes. to my left. So, but yeah. just because that's not—he took it personally. He took it personally. I wouldn't cut him that quick. Is all I'm saying. He took it personally. Anyways, back to it. Jalen Waddle. So
0: Jalen Waddle, the, so the one ten or Deontay Johnson? All right, I'm gonna cut Deontay. No okay. disrespect,
2: sir. At least you put no respect on.
1: Yeah, no respect on that motherfucker, trash ass model.
2: He's not trash. Grab but- ass motherfucker. No, I'm just- <laughs> Let's move on past that. Deontay Johnson is... Deontay Johnson is going to be cut. No
1: disrespect. And I am going to... The 110 versus Jalen Waddle. I'm sorry, but I can't trust a top first-round pick in a receiver that's been injured multiple times in college and was also outproduced by another receiver in this current draft class who was also younger than him his entire tenure. So... Really? Yes. Devontae <laughs> Smith is younger than Jalen Waddle and outproduced him every yeah. single year at Alabama. So, given those stats, I'm going to cut Devonte. I'm a trade Waddle because people have him going in this draft ahead of Bucky Brooks and uh, what's his name? A uh, dude that left ESPN and is now on Fox. Um, Colin Cowherd. Mm-hmm. No free shout-out. Send us some free merch, y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They put Jalen Waddle ahead of Devonte Smith in a first round draft that I saw earlier this morning on YouTube. And when I saw that, I literally looked at both of them well, on my on my phone screen, obviously, and my jaw dropped because I think Jalen Waddle is the most overvalued player in this entire draft. And he wears the same number I did in high school. Which, <laughs> you know, I love number seventeen, but. I think his his stock value is so overvalued at the moment. I'm going to trade Waddle. Yeah. I'm going to keep the 110, and I am going to cut Deontay. You know what? That's crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> I
0: just checked in. Jalen Waddle is literally 11 days older than Devontae Smith. <laughs> That's crazy. So but, my but facts yeah, but, yeah. are correct. But facts I, are correct. I, I, I agree. I, I, instead of dra- drafting Waddle – I would much rather have the one ten and, and be able to have a because Waddle could possibly be there at the one ten. Exactly. The, so I, I would take the one ten. Waddle could very much well ball, but I think man, people I agree. People, people could get keep, get keep getting Tyreek Hill. And all, all these look like some comparisons where you think there this is guy's no other translate. Tyree Hill. They tried it with Henry Ruggs. They tried it with John Ross. I, I
1: you just can't. You
0: can't. It's they a this guy. It's, it's just still, hard, it's still, man. The, it's the not notice
1: awful. is still out on Henry Ruggs. Yeah. This next year, we'll see. Maybe they'll. With know. them trading Aguilar, he is now assuming mm-hmm. that role. And if he can produce, the other the other problem with me evaluating Henry Ruggs is I really don't know if John Gruden knows what he's doing. Part of me wants to have faith that he does. Part of me thinks he's a flaming moron. So, but we have heard consistently from multiple sources for years his offense is very hard to learn for a rookie. So, this next year for Henry Ruggs, I think is going to be a very telltale sign.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So, definitely look forward to what happens there. Hey, man. Hey listeners, we appreciate you guys listening and joining in to us. As always, thank you for the attention. Like and subscribe, and we will smash be with you it. Soon. smash it.
2: Smash, smash, smash it.
1: Unsubscribe and smash, smash
2: again.
0: Unsubscribe. We're gonna come to you with just some some trades from our home league here that we're discussing, man. You know, just uh, just opening up here to you guys. All right, so so recently, man, I, I, I traded Nick uh, in our league <laughs> before before the Sam Darnold news. I gave him a third and a fourth for Sam Darnold and Hunter Henry. Look at my a dipstick. The 305. It's eight-man league, so it's basically an I early mean, at third, the time, I understand second, where you're coming from, you but. It. Yeah, it, it's a good thing. In training. the grand scheme
2: of things, you fucked yourself. A yeah, little fucked little yourself. Little bit. But you didn't want to wait, and yeah. he took the risk. He took the risk. I he mean, assumed you assume the risk. risk. So when you assume risk, you, you buy low, sell so high. I mean, Nick's good. Nick's good at assuming risk. Nick he won't don't take no common. Nick is sitting back right now and saying,
0: and I, like and I like and that.
2: And I like that. <laughs> and out and to I like that.
1: Bastard.
0: that. He, he got me on that one, but we'll so. see. I'm not going to lie, though. If somebody like Trey Lance or Mac Jones falls to that third it rampant, could end up being
1: a sweet third uh, round. I'll take that. But hey,
0: could. hey man, you know, it, it is what it is. You kind of live it with what you play with. It. You know, it's just kind of how it works. Uh, you know, let's that's a quote cool
1: for all you fellas at home yeah. that aren't
0: well endowed hey. with what you play <laughs> with. Roy. Just made a trade this week. He got rid of a 22-second, yeah. traded Denzel Mann.
1: No, 22-first.
0: 22-first, 22 22, 20, 22 sorry. 22-first 22 first for Denzel Mann. Jordan's 22-first. First, yes. So it's possibly going to be a late-first, which in our league is 8-man league. Sorry, guys, it's home league. Uh, hey, uh, hey, and <laughs> all can
1: talk shout out to you Shout-out to 8-man OUI. shout league. leagues. This <laughs> is the most competitive league you have yes. seen. <laughs> Yeah. We got 26 man rosters. The fuck are you talking about? The thing yeah. is, we
2: could have added 10, 12, but we chose not to wow. because this fucking because eight is the squad. Yes. Y'all are in the shit with us right
0: now. This is, is the We're inner in the circles. circles. We're in the trenches, man. But hey, I, honestly, man, like when I look at it, it was good value both sides. Personally, it just comes down to how you like Denzel Mims. I'll take my chances on the 2022 first. Let's also bring up uh, what, what you know Roy Roy said in the group
2: chat Roy about, about Mims. Mims.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think uh, I quote. I quote. What was it? I think it was. Mims will be the top-producing receiver on that team. Very possible. Yes. It's it possible. Happen, but
1: I, I believe, truthfully in my heart, that Denzel Mims, if Zach Wilson ends up with the Jets, I believe, I believe that Denzel Mims will outproduce Corey Davis this coming year and be the number-one receiver in a fantasy format for PPR yeah. – over Corey Davis and also uh, Jameson Crowder. Like I mean, I, I know he had a fire okay. five games to start last year, but it's Jameson Crowder, y'all. Like let's let's honestly take a let's take a okay. step back and really look at this. Great.
0: Yeah, man. Speaking mm-hmm. of it,
1: Jordan, what 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 the hell are
0: you gonna do with quarterback, bro? What, what the hell
2: are you gonna do, you got, Mark? All right, so Let's let you know. read my quarterback. Let's look at your
0: quarterbacks. You got Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. starting. You got Drew Brees as your QB two in the super flex, so you don't have anyone active currently. Straight, <laughs> I, I got Baker Mayfield. You got Baker
2: Mayfield.
0: I gave you that shit for 2023 <laughs> <Baker> <laughs> That was some bullshit. That was first. Sorry, 2020 2023 twenty third. I'm holding on
2: to Drew Brees until he fully decides. He Still, said he retires. But he can always come back. He still your,
0: bullshit. I did get a third. Jordan, let's he also here, bring up really James Winston. He's really hoping believe? for a Brett
1: Favre. He's hoping really for a Brett Favre, y'all. Do we
0: think James
2: Winston's watched? Do you think he's never- No, played?
0: but I mean, he might be a solid fantasy quarterback. I think he'll beat Taysom
1: Hill, but yes, you know. Yes, I agree. I, have, think I think he'll- I have- of of I picks. It's
2: not looking good. I, <laughs> I have, have Gardner- school. I have Gardner Minshew that's going to uh-huh. get-
1: benched. Why do the Patriots not sign Gardner Minshew? This is so fucking perplexing to me. I have- Why? Dwayne Haskins. Why? You don't I think know. Gardner Minshew is better than Cam Newton? Are I you joking I, agree. Well, I agree. Shoot I me in the fucking face. Maybe, maybe. The Jacksonville Jaguars value right now for
2: Trevor Lawrence is just too high for what Stupid team. Stupid high. So we'll see. Stupid high. It is what it is. Urban Meyer well, is on the subject of off Qubins. his rocker. How about y'all offer me?
0: I mean, I already gave you Baker, so.
1: I gave you two firsts for Amari Cooper. I know somebody <laughs>
2: wants Amari Cooper here. I gave yeah, you two I'm, firsts I for Amari
1: Cooper. What are you thinking? A first and a what? What? I'm going to trade you. What? You don't have any firsts to give me with
2: Amari Cooper for Josh I'll Allen. Give you
0: Jordan Love and a first. I don't want your
1: <laughs>
2: My waiver pickup. A I'll give Roy you another dropping? bench quarterback to add to your bench quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Sammy. Care about Sammy, that how shit. long did it take you to pick up Jordan Love after I dropped him? Not long. Not long. Not long.
0: Not long. I, I was the original dropper. Soon as <laughs> I dumb. was the
2: original dropper of Jordan Love. Bro, I picked up. Uh, I drafted I, Jordan Love. I picked up AJ. You spent a one on him? No, I didn't spend a one. I spent like a fourth or fifth on him. No, no, I didn't say a one. I said a what.
0: You uh, you picked drafted him, then you dropped him. Roy picked him up and dropped him. I said, I'll fucking hold off and see what happens. Instead of having asking. Dom just dropped A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. I picked him up. and I I, I, him. I'm
1: mad you did because I wanted him. <laughs> I picked his ass up Because he honestly, as much, I $50 as much as, as, as the as fantasy community wants a shit on A.J. Dillon, he did not look bad in that game against the Packers. Hey, I'll take
0: he 5%, 5% of our overall fab. I'll, I'll take it, man. Mm-hmm. Roy, I got to come to you, bro, because this shit is really funny to me. It's not really funny. It's, it's very interesting. <laughs> intriguing to me what you did so you just traded for Mims with your pigs you added Mims to your team but you already had Allen robinson terry mclaurin cd lamb t higgins and chase claypool and Brandon, but you're starting you- running backs as of right now in your lineup is lynn Bowden jr and alex madison so what the hell are you doing
1: man you know what i'm saying man i'm saying there's bye weeks and you need depth and I like that. And I build <laughs> and I and I build but my about, te- I, I build my teams. Hey Sam, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners though who my three quarterbacks are? Yes, you, Deshaun you, you Watson you and up. some contracts. You got Herbert, you have
0: Herbert, you have you have Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. Oh so suck it. You could yeah, I'll, I'll give you a first and then a little bit of piece of change uh, for uh for okay, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson? No, nah,
1: I, I need need three first. A little strange of a piece three of three change. First. You will I never three get first. three
2: first right now. You're not getting three Yeah, that's first. why
1: I'm not trading him. I'm balls deep in Deshaun Watson. He was my second overall startup pick when we started this league. As, As a rookie. rookie,
2: speaking of startup picks, my first overall rookie. startup pick was Todd Gurley. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, see but Ooh. let's pull it back to my running backs now. Derrick Henry, Amari Cooper, Melvin Gordon. He Amari Cooper is a running back? Sorry, got Amari Cooper is a running back? You got Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Yeah, uh, Alvin Kamara. I, hey, I just who, threw Amari hey, Cooper out because hey, I know hey, y'all want him.
0: Hey, Melvin hey, Gordon I, looking <laughs> nice for you right now. Though. Hey, I'll give you a
1: second and third from Melvin Gordon. All right. Hey, man.
0: It was fun. I like that. I I see you guys next week. Thank you. We in the mud. We in the shit. (laughs)